you are listening to Faking Star Wars Radio. I'm Storm Duper, broadcasting out of Asia. And we have a great show for you today. As you all know, the cast and crew have wrapped things up, and we're all waiting just a few more hours, really, for Star Wars The Last Jedi to be released to the world. And we have an incredible opportunity now. We were able to secure an interview with one of the stars of the Star Wars movie, Mark Hamill. And we'd just like to give a good welcome here. Congratulations for being our first guest, actually, Mark. Pleasure to be here, Storm Duper. Uh, thank you for having me. Absolutely our pleasure, Mark. Um, well, there has been a lot of buzz on Twitter since we posted that we would be having an interview with a very special Star Wars guest this week on our inaugural podcast. And uh, we got a lot of questions from our legion of fans out there in the Star Wars universe. Um, here's a question that I think you've answered before, but um, we'd like you to answer it for us as well. What did you think about your, how did you react, I guess, at first when you found out about your reduced role in The Force Awakens? How did you deal with that? Oh, um, uh, to be honest, easiest money I ever made, I had to show up for one scene. So I'm good. I mean, my paycheck wasn't reduced. Right. Okay. Yeah. We, we kind of wonder if you broke the record for getting top billing for a movie with having the least amount of I'm time. I'm pretty sure I did there. I haven't like researched this, but... I'm fairly certain it's up there. Okay. Okay. And uh, well, what was it like being on the set for The Last Jedi with Ryan Johnson as your director? Oh, it was excellent. Um, everyone worked together. Good team. Um, pleasure all around. Did you did Though you find... he did touch me inappropriately. Really? Yeah, that was... Huh. This not... is something uh, that we haven't heard yet. I'm just joking there, Stormtrooper. Oh, okay. Gosh, I was really worried. I thought we were going to have like a big uh, embargo on the Star Wars movie no. for, you know, you, you can't be too careful these days with what you're hearing in Hollywood. Well, Darth Spacey's out. Yeah. And good riddance, right? Yeah. I mean, really. Who who liked the usual suspects anyway? I sure didn't. Um, well, okay. Did you bond with anybody specifically? And by bond, I mean uh, amicably. Thank you, Mark. You seem to have a bit of a dirty mind tonight. Um did you did you find any kind of new bonds with any of the other actors or anybody on set? Um, no, I actually uh, refused to speak to most of them. Really? Yeah. What, what was the reason for that? Oh, I, I'm just a jerk. I see. Yeah. Uh, did you find that the, the cast sort of uh, um, reacted harshly to that, or did they come to expect it from you? Uh, or? They might have reacted harshly, but you know, when you're in your trailer, you don't tend to notice these things. So. Oh, so you spent a lot of time alone? Oh, yeah. What, how did you entertain yourself in between shoots, uh, shooting days and stuff? Uh, honestly, I watch Half in the Bag. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. That's a decent show. Those are That's kind of an affiliate. They uh, they like us and we like them. So, yeah. Um, well, you don't have to, you don't have to divulge this uh, if you think it's too sensitive or too secret. But um, was there any kind of on-set romance between any of the actors on, on the <sighs> Um. I would have to say not that I know of. Um, I mean, I didn't notice that. I mean, between the actors and the sounds crew, loads. Really? What? Oh, yeah. Like, are we talking Daisy Ridley? Um, or All of them. John Boyega? Big Oscar orgies. Isaac? <laughs> really, everybody? Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm joking, Stormtrooper. Ah, oh, gosh. I was, uh, again, I was just sort of, I've been a little worried about this movie in general just because of, all the things surrounding the other rumors on Hollywood. So, I mean, 
please it, it, be gentle. It, everything was kept pretty clean on set. Okay. I mean, I, I, I may be a host of a comedy podcast, but I actually don't have a sense of humor myself oh, at all. So, I mean, when you're, when you're I'm uh, making jokes that, about yeah. Star Wars here, I'm, I'm starting to take you a little seriously and it's starting to bother me. So could you just kind of tone it down a bit? Uh, you know, I, I may, I may not be able to handle it and I may have to order a pizza. So, okay. All right. Well, um, if you have to order that pizza, huh. pepperoni. Well, the problem is that I shaved today, and so I don't have a neck beard to use as a napkin. So, yeah, uh, honestly, that was surprising when I first met you in that dark alley, uh, and you invited me back to your place. I, I thought that was going to be uh, something very different there, but um, yeah, back alley pizza is the only way back to go. Alley pizza, yeah. Um, okay, your life has obviously been changed drastically because of your involvement in Star Wars over the last forty years. Sure. And I'm sure you've given thought to just being a fan. I mean, what is the average fan's experience? If you could be fan well, for a day, what would you do? See, the the problem with this is I've never watched Star Wars. Really? Yeah. Huh. Not once. Not once? Not, not, not even once. daily. No. Wow. No. no. <laughs> I don't like to watch the films I perform in. Okay. So I see. It's just, I've never seen Star Wars. And so I really, and when you're an actor, you're just going from scene to scene and it's kind of disjointed and it's all out of order. So I don't really know exactly like what the appeal is or what everyone's talking about. So you've just been faking it basically for 40 years. I mean, I'm an actor. I do my job. Wow. That's quite the confession. I mean, we've yeah, seen you I've at, never actually seen the movie. Wow. I mean, I know what happens in it because people tell me and I was there. Okay. But I've never seen the finished product. Huh. Huh. You know, how do you think fans are going to react to this news? Because a lot of people sort of have you on this pedestal of being kind of like a uh, spokesperson for the Star Wars universe, for lack of a better word, as like the go a golden boy. And you seem so earnest and, and, and everything when we see you on Twitter and, and at these conferences giving fans what they want. How, how do you think they're going to turn on you as a result of this news? No, I, I don't think so. Yeah. No, I mean, what I'm made Luke you, Skywalker, what can you do? What made you decide to come clean and tell everybody about this now? I think I've mentioned it before, but no one's listened. I see. It's not because of your role in The Last Jedi or anything like that. No, no, no. no. Okay. All right. No. Well, um, getting back to filming, uh, we did have a lot of questions about that. Um, were there any particular scenes in The Last Jedi uh, that you expected to film or that you really wanted to be uh, filmed that, that weren't done or anything you thought could happen with Luke's character that didn't happen that you were hoping would? Ah, uh, well, I think originally, um, like, uh, the plan was to kind of write me out of this movie. Uh, however, um, uh, obviously, uh, Harrison Ford beat me to the punch on that one and... Uh, Without Han, they wanted me to continue on for the next two. Okay. Um, so would you say your, your and role then is... with Carrie Fisher's unfortunate demise, we have um, the. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm definitely going to have to carry the next one as well. I see. So I mean, would you say that your role was enhanced in terms of uh, being being more of a part of this film than The Force Awakens? Well, I. How much? Okay, <laughs> let me ask you this: What percentage of the movie are you in? Oh, in. Of the last Jedi, in, in the last Jedi, I'm going to be in um, like 99 percent of the the films. 99 percent, or 99 percent of the scenes. Yes. Really? Yeah. 
Wow. How does that work? Oh, well, because uh, pretty much uh, it's the story of Ray and I going uh, on our adventure and her learning to use the force. So huh. I'm, I'm there or in the background or something in almost almost every scene. So has Luke kind of learned some sort of force bilocation teleportation ability or something oh. to be able to do this? Or I mean, no, 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 no. Um, it's just the fact that hyperdrive is now like incredibly efficient. I see. Like if you've noticed, uh, you can go from one end of the galaxy to the other in about ten minutes. Huh. Um, so we're never far. Interesting. Well, th- I think uh, everyone's going to be really surprised when they hear this. I'm glad that this podcast is coming up before the Last Jedi, so people can be sort of prepared. Well, to see you for a it's kind of two coming hours, out, 30 minutes. Out. Yeah. yeah, I mean, interesting. Well, uh, recently uh, we saw you um, in a leaked video at an airport. Oh, yes. In a wheelchair. And there was a lot of speculation that you were sick. And then we heard that it was actually just kind of a stunt to avoid having to sign autographs. And we were curious, well, first of all, uh, why did you do that? Well, if you'll reference my previous uh, statement about just hanging out in my trailer and not... Uh, interacting with my cast members. I'm a bit of a jerk. Okay. Uh, it doesn't seem to come through a lot, but yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. Okay. Um, I, I enjoy messing with people. Right. So you're saying that there's an art to actually faking people out. Oh, God, yes. God, yes. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. And, and, you know, the thing is, uh, that, that, whole, uh, that whole wheelchair, that whole wheelchair um, act took me weeks really oh yeah huh huh yeah. interesting well have you ever have you ever uh, come up with any other creative fakes uh to get rid of having to sign autographs or escape i paparazzi? once faked epilepsy uh i do regret that though i mean that's a bit over the top so you're telling me mark hamill there's a legion of fans coming at you you fake to have like a grand mal seizure in the middle of the in the middle of a room yeah uh, on the sidewalk Wow. On the sidewalk. And I mean, was a was the ambulance come? What happened? No, no. Everyone was like really concerned. And um, then I just sort of jumped up and was like, suckers. Oh, um, really? And what happened then? They ran away or? Uh, everyone was, everyone, uh, there was some profanity and then everyone, no one wanted the autograph after that. So I think I mission see. accomplished, but again, a bit, a bit far. Took it a bit far on that one. I always had you in my mind as sort of the golden boy uh, of Star Wars, you know, the spokesperson and... Just a, you know, not an ounce of sarcastic uh, irony in you. Well, that's because you're confusing me with uh, Luke Skywalker. Ah, okay. Well, that's actually, that's your fault. That's really because of your honest uh, portrayal and, con- you know, how convincing it was, I well, think. Well, thank you very much. But um, you, you know that the, the actor and the role is not the same. Well, this is not me trying to, you know, supremely stroke you. Oh, by the way, let's talk about Supreme Leader Snoke. How many scenes did you have with him in this uh, new movie? Um, three. Three? Yeah. Okay. Would was- you be willing to describe those scenes to us now, or do we have to wait to watch the film? Is there anything you can give I'll, us? Just a little nugget I will, of surprise? I will, I will describe one of those, because um, otherwise I think we're getting into... Uh, pretty bad spoilers and right. give people a chance to see the movie. Sure. Um, but there is one scene where uh, he and I have a little force duel. Is that right? Yes, yes. Um, it's, if you were a fan of the, um, of course, my duel with uh, Darth Vader uh, in um, Return of the Jedi, I think you will be very pleased with, uh, with this. 
Really? Yeah. Okay. Now, does Snoke use a lightsaber in this movie, or is that a secret still? Uh, that I am going to leave it up to you. I'm saying it's a Force duel. I'm not. I'm not necessarily saying it's a lightsaber duel. Oh, okay. Okay. Great. I'm not saying it's not a lightsaber duel, but huh. I think I think uh, one thing I really enjoyed about this movie is that we learned a lot of lessons from the prequels. Oh, really? Yeah. Good lessons so, or bad lessons? I'm hoping good, uh, but maybe not overuse the um, the equipment too much. I see. Okay. Okay. Well, uh, thinking about this film and the uh, the reactions of all the fans, there's going to be so many people on all these websites. Um, I mean, I'm sure you've heard of some of the major ones uh, talking about this film, speculating about this film, discussing it. Um, people make fan films, all kinds of stuff. Uh, have you ever seen any of these like fan Star Wars websites? What do you think of them? Uh, mostly they suck. Really? Mostly they suck, yes. Huh. Why? Uh, and again, I, I don't really spend my, my hours um, like perusing around Star Wars, like hoping to find my name somewhere. Uh-huh. But um, uh, generally, I think most of the, most, most of the sites are, um, are, are kind of run by uh, people who take it way too seriously. Right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, do you oh. have any advice for people like that? Um, I don't know. Maybe get a life, grow up. Start a podcast? Yeah, start a podcast. Uh, take a shower. Okay. Something like this. Now, is there, are there any Star Wars websites that you really enjoy or that you would you know, say that you go to on a regular basis? There is one that stands out. I think uh, fakingstarwars.net is uh, cut above the usual trash. Oh, wow. That is such a, an incredible thing to hear from one of our greatest heroes. But, uh, I mean, don't, don't get me wrong. It is still trash. Well, uh, this but is kind of news to us. the you, best kind of trash. Well, thank you. Is there any chance in the future of you becoming a continual like supporter or, or a guest here on the podcast? Or Oh, you can't afford that. Oh, man. No. Well, we do appreciate you guys, you coming out and doing this one interview with us for our inaugural podcast right before the release of The Last Jedi. Again, Mark Hamill, it has been an absolute pleasure to have you here. Is there anything else you'd like to say to uh, people listening out there? Um, I mean, get a job. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you very much. It's been, been uh, our pleasure. Okay. Cheers. I mean, can you take these cuffs off now? Because they're rather uncomfortable. <laughs> Faking Star Wars Radio, uh, brought to you by FakingStarWars.net. I'm Storm Duper, and we're going to do a little segment now that we like to call uh, Don't Step in the Prequel Poodoo. And with me today is IG69, and we're going to talk to you a little bit about some reflections and reactions to what is some people's greatest dream and others' worst nightmare which is the content of the Star Wars prequels. Uh, thanks for being here today, IG69. Thank you. Thank you. How are you doing today? Um, fantastic. Talking Star Wars, having fun. Getting excited for The Last Jedi? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, um, I know that you're a big fan of uh, all of the Star Wars, but you have very strong sentiments uh, that people know about to the Star Wars prequels. Not, not, as, not as much of a fan, yes, yeah. Yeah, would you take? Would you say that's putting it lightly? Yeah, that would be putting it lightly. I mean, I enjoy the fact that um, um, sort of uh, 
they made an attempt, but if there was ever a series that needs a reboot, it's the prequels. Right. So uh, talking about what, what aspect of the prequels kind of gnaws at you the most, or is the, uh, you know, the pee in your coffee... Well, sure. I mean, um, complaining about um, the prequels is something that uh, most Star Wars fans can do for hours, and there's been videos. Um, I mean, the Plinkett, it's the, the fruit, Plinkett right? reviews really uh, covered 90% of it, um, uh, but if, uh, and, and it, there's just been so much. But I, I think I'd just like to talk about one little thing that's not talked about uh, as much that, um, that even my, when I was watching the movies for the first time, it just... It just stuck with me as wrong and unnecessary and And ripped your soul out a little bit yeah yeah it just um it it was just bizarre and uh and then Hmm. for me that's uh that's r2d2 okay yeah i um yeah i like the fact he was in the movie oh love it yeah i love r2d2 um but uh the r2d2 from the original series was that uh plucky little droid who uh always bailed everyone out of trouble you know, you, he never says anything, but you know what he means. Okay. Because um, he just speaks and bleeps. Yeah. Which everyone else can understand, but you can. I love, I love that idea. Right. Um, but he is like the, he, he's a bit smarter than everyone else, it seems. Uh, he's Sort always, of surreptitiously. Yeah. He, he always knows what to do and when to do it. And everyone else kind of bumbles through and he uh, saves the day time and time again. But he does it with his wits. Uh, he does it, you know, he's always manipulating the computer systems. Uh, he's um, got the maps to everything and he's always knows exactly where to go and what to do right. and when to do it. Uh, he's like reliable. Okay. Um, but the one thing he's not, is an action star. I mean, like when it comes to physical combat, he's slightly, just slightly more useful than C-3PO. So he's kind of vulnerable, you'd say. Well, that, that's his weakness. He, he's got his thing. He's the ultimate sidekick. He doesn't actually take uh, any of the initiative to like fight things by himself. Right. Uh, then, of course, in the prequels, they uh, gave him like uh, like upgrades. They gave him those uh, like the rocket boots and the um, like. He can spray oil and light it on fire. And... I think he had a microwave oven in there too. Oh God, um... that would have come in handy on uh... Dagobah. Like you know, like when Luke landed and he had to eat those crappy military rations i mean even yoda wouldn't eat that crap no so i mean you can imagine like if he had a little r2 uh had a microwave in his little butt or whatever just pop some you know pork rinds in there and you're all set to go for a few days on see yeah i I think the i think the problem was is that you took a well-established character who already had a lot to do yeah um that had uh vital things to do and there was no replacement for him. Like C-3PO wasn't really in um, um, uh, uh, The Phantom Menace. Right. Well, he was a shell of himself. Yeah. Naked. He, he was just introduced naked as, and afraid. as Vader, as, oh, not Vader uh, Anakin's um, little pet project. Right. And that, of course, was horrible and it's been complained about enough. I don't need to add more to that. Um, That's fine. Um, Actually, we don't want you to add anything. No. So, we, we'd like you to just stand there and look pretty, if you could, on radio for five minutes. No, I do have a face for radio, so. Yeah. Okay. But, like, uh, people so, want that. You know, yeah. they, they actually have too much noise in their life anyway. And and so if you could just sit there and we could listen to silence for a few minutes while we contemplate R2-D2, that would be fantastic. A moment of silence for R2-D2. <laughs> uh, no. Anyway. Okay. Um, okay. So the big thing is the, um, like, okay, when he's, when he first comes out, he's on the uh, Naboo 
um, cruiser. Right. That's great. Uh, he comes out, he fixes the stuff, uh, they get away. Fine. Um, I thought at first when they brought him out, I wasn't really seeing where it was going, and I thought it was kind of cool how you saw him magnetically attached to the outside of the ship. Sure, which makes sense. He's an astromech droid. That's what he's there for. Yeah, and I mean, you never saw that in the other movies because they just couldn't shoot that kind of stuff. It was far too technical in terms of the CG to be able to put a moving ship in space with a droid moving on it. But he was either inside the ship or he was plugged into the little slot for the astromechs uh, on the fighters because there's not really a lot lot of space on the fighter for him to wander around. But I think that slot was a convention you know because they didn't they had to model it into the ship oh sure because if they if they you know back in those days that was the height of the technology they they couldn't put a moving piece on a moving piece on a blue screen sure and he's also um like a uh like a co-pilot if you will like he can pilot if the if the actual pilot is rendered unconscious or something he can actually take control and 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 do stuff like that so Hmm. anyway I'm, i'm not um I'm not really uh, upset about like the initial reveal of R2D2 or the fact that he was um, uh, a Naboo uh, astromech droid. Um, that's a actually an interesting way of bringing him into the series. Right. Um, again, unlike C3PO's reveal, which was ridiculous, uh, they started off okay with R2. Um, but then once he becomes Anakin's kind of personal astromech uh, droid, and he's uh, going around with him. Fighting droid, like fighting the uh, battle droids and stuff like that. It's it gets ridiculous that he's n- like he's now the slapstick, um, like he sort of uh, slapstick comedy relief kind of guy. He's got uh, he's basically taken over. They jar jarred him, right? In um, uh, uh, Attack of the Clones and uh, Return of the Jedi. Or sorry, um, and if anybody has uh, been jar jarred, Revenge of the Sith. It's not very pleasant. No, no. It's, I it's not, I was jar jarred once. Um, I think I think somebody slipped something By into Kevin my Spacey? drink, and and yeah, I woke up Jar Jar. Oh, uh, Bill Cosby. Uh, okay, and um, so yeah, I mean, doing that to a beloved character like R two D two, one wonders uh, how much scorn George Lucas really has for us. I don't really want to get into George. Uh, that's a much longer conversation. Um, but um, as I said, like all, all I want my whole point is is that um, you have the plucky, brave, um, intelligent sidekick character who always uh, gets everyone out of trouble, and then suddenly he's uh, the like action fool. He's he's just uh, he's out there doing schlocky action with um, uh, with comedic overtones, like he he's he's slapstick, right? And okay. that. The, R2 was never slapstick. He, like, he was funny, but he was never the, like... Um, he was cute. He was cute, and he was cute and amusing. He wasn't slip-on-the-banana-peel guy. <laughs> you know what I mean? That, again, was maybe more R2... Or, sorry, a C-3PO's territory, but... Um, doesn't R2, he he yeah. does slip on a banana peel in a t- in a, uh, the Phantom Menace, doesn't he? Or, oh, he steps in poop or something. I well, think. that's Jar Jar. Oh, um, okay, yeah, you're right. No, C-3PO's barely in the prequels, yeah. so... Um, Anyway, the uh, I, I just thought that was uh, that always struck me as um, like unnecessary and odd. None of the scenes that have R two doing anything needed to be there. Um, it, it was ridiculous that his character was doing any of those activities. They could have used him much better and uh, been a bit more subdued way. Well, thank you. This has uh, been really good, really interesting to hear from you, IG sixty nine. 
And we're back on Faking Star Wars Radio. And we're going to go now to our affiliate investigative journalist who's on the ground in Hollywood outside of the Chinese theater, anxiously awaiting the doors to open for Star Wars The Last Jedi. Uh, It's Jason's cousin. Jason, can you hear us? I can hear you there, Stormtrooper. Uh, How's it going in Asia? It's going pretty well. How's the weather outside there? Oh, it's um, it's pretty uh, pretty decent actually. I thought it would be colder. Okay, and we hear that you have uh, a few fans that you're going to be talking to out there. Is that correct? Oh yes, yeah. I've already selected uh, a couple willing victims, and we're going to have a little chat with them. Hi, you sir. Um, hi. What's your name? Oh, my. What? What did you say, Sonny? Uh, I said, uh, what's your name, sir? Oh, uh, my name is Chief. Uh, how long have you been uh, waiting in line here? Um, well, I've, I think I've been in this line now for several days at least. Uh, I can't remember exactly. My memory's not so good these days, you know, Sonny. Wow, that's dedication. Um, are you excited to see the movie? Oh, I love movies. Are you sure? What movie? Uh, are you going to show me a movie? Yeah, the this is the line for The, the Last Jedi, uh, the new Star Wars movie. Um, are you a big Star Wars fan? Well, I, I, I like looking at the stars at night. Uh, sometimes when it's not too cold, I, I can get out and put my head out of a blanket and I can look up at the stars. It's amazing, yes. Okay, um, well, uh, I, I noticed that you're dressed as um, Obi-Wan Kenobi from A New Hope. Bobby uh, Hone, what are you talking about, Sonny? Obi, Obi Kenobi, Bobby Doobie. What is that about? These are my clothes. I got them from a thrift store. Okay, like, um, okay, anyway, it's a, it's a great costume, um, uh, are you a big Star Wars fan? I don't know, I, I told you already, I like looking at the stars, but only if it's warm enough so I don't get cold. I don't have a very good hat, you see, Sonny? Okay, then, I mean, how did you even get tickets for this movie? This is, uh, Look, this is every Wednesday you sign up and you get in line, and after a few hours, usually they open the doors and you go in and you get a hot meal if you have your ticket to give them. Now, I got my tickets down at St. Gertrude's last Wednesday, and there was no problem. Now, this week, there's many more people standing here in line. I am really worried I'm not going to get my fried chicken and mashed potatoes. They give you free concessions in the theater. Well, that's been my understanding is that if you're of a certain age and a uh, certain economic status like I am, you see, after after it all hit the fan back in 64, uh, this is basically the only way that I have a guaranteed hot meal. Okay, then. Um, so, um, what's your, what is your impression of uh, the, like, Star Wars trailer? Have you seen it? Trailers? Well, I... I would love to have a trailer. I used to have a trailer back in '72. I took it to uh, I took it to Albuquerque, you see, but I lost it because I uh, well, I don't have a story I don't want to get into. Okay then. Um, well, you you have a, you have a great uh, a great time at the movies. I'm gonna move on over here and talk to this uh, other fan who's been uh, waiting patiently for several hours. Um. Hello, sir. Um, I see that you've been waiting uh, in the Star Wars line. Um, uh, how long have you been here? I've been here for, oh, a few days now, I think, yeah. Oh, okay, um, great. So uh, you're a big Star Wars fan? Daddy said, yeah, he said go, you go buy a ticket. And I go see a Star Wars movie, but all I have to do is wait out here in the line, see? And Daddy said he's going to go and he could come right back, but it's been a few days now. Okay. I um, can't wait. I love Star Wars. 
Um, you know where my daddy is. Who's your favorite character? Uh, no, I don't know where your daddy is. Uh, who's your favorite character in Star Wars? I, I like Jar Jar Binks. He's cute. Okay. Yeah. Right. Um... I'm not going to talk to you anymore. I'm going over here now. Uh, could you help me find my daddy? I, he took my cell phone and everything, and he just told me to stand right here and wait in line for, for the movie so that he can go off, and I don't know where he is, actually. He was with this really beautiful woman, though, and I don't think it was mom yet. I don't know what's going on. You're 30 years old, sir. Well, it must be a full moon. Um, all right, so we're going to go over here, and uh, like uh, I see the perfect uh, perfect person. Let's go over here and uh, ask them about their Star Wars experience. All right. Hello, sir. Well, hello there. How are you, sir? I'm good. Uh, are you waiting here for Star Wars? I am waiting for Star Wars. Oh, good, good, yeah. good. Uh, so not everyone in this line seems to be here for the movie. Okay. Oh, no, I, I've been waiting here for a long time. I, I love waiting with Star Wars fans. Are you a big Star Wars fan? I am a Star Wars fan, yes, sir. Um, okay, um, so, uh, how long have you been waiting here? Um, well, it's Wednesday, I think, uh, we, we, uh, got here, I think, Sunday night. All right, uh, so we were, we were not the first ones here, but we were pretty early. Okay, that sounds, uh, sounds good. Um, have you made new friends? Oh, oh, honey, I've made all kinds of friends in this line. It's been very exciting. Uh, I think it might have been more exciting than the movie's going to be, if you can take my meaning. Okay, um, I, I noticed you have uh, a tent and a grill set up. Um, have you been kind of living here on the street for a little bit? Yes, we, we brought all the supplies that we need, and we, we brought the barbecue, and, and we've been grilling some really big, delicious sausages. Okay, um, sounds delicious. Um, okay, so um, are you excited to see the new movie? Oh, very excited. I just love that John Boyega and uh, Poe Dameron. Uh, his character, uh, he's just fantastic. Oscar Isaac, I, I think they might get together. What do you think? Uh, very possible. Who knows? Um, okay. Anything uh, can happen in the galaxy far, far away. Yes, it can. Um, right, so uh, I noticed that you're wearing a Tauntaun costume. Um, did you make that yourself? Uh, yes, I did. I, I sewed it together with my own with my own blood, sweat, and tears. It took me a long time, too. No, I... I notice it has quite a long tail. Do you think that will uh, cause a problem for your movie-going experience? Oh, yeah, I just like to tuck it under, and it, it works out pretty well. I've been testing it for a long time. Oh, fair enough. So, what's your what's your expectation for the movie? What do you think's going to happen? Well, like I said, I am kind of hoping for a Poe Dameron Finn love story, but uh, if that doesn't happen in this movie, maybe in the next. Uh, I kind of like that Snoke and the way he's dressed. I was kind of hoping to see more of him in this one. Well, I actually have noticed a few people dressed as uh, uh, Supreme Leader Snoke. Well, there appears to be quite a lot of weirdos around here. So, uh, Storm Duper, back to you. I'm going to go home and take a shower. <laughs> And now, a word from our sponsors. Frankenstein.